Hi there. I guess I should start by introducing myself for those of you who may not know me. My name is Brittany Wilcox and I started attending Anchor Point Church with my husband Andrew and our three handsome little boys exactly two months before COVID became a worldwide pandemic. Almost exactly a year ago now actually. Uh, we had only attended services in the theater for a few weeks before words like lockdown, quarantine, isolation, social distancing had made headlines. And at that point, our attendance and involvement at Anchor Point shifted, as it did for all of you, I'm sure, to this world of digital relationships and online meeting platforms. I distinctly remember thinking over and over again that this COVID thing would be short term, um, that we'd wake up the next morning or by next week perhaps and everything would be back to normal or at least just with some minor adjustments to how my family functions on a day-to-day -day basis. Well, here we are already a year later and still navigating the very real day-to-day -day effects of COVID. So I was clearly a little naive with my timeline and my personal agenda there. Um, to paint a clearer picture for you, it might be helpful to know a little bit more about myself. I am your textbook type A personality. The idea of being organized and having a strategy to conquer a task or accomplish a plan invigorates me. I've always been a pretty motivated and driven person. I love a color-coded calendar, a well-laid-out plan. <laughs> yeah, and I'm laughing about that now because you'd think that after all of these years that despite my own agenda and my own plan, I would have learned that God's bigger picture is always better. That can be a, a, a tough pill to swallow for a type A personality, especially in this COVID world. So I've had the opportunity to dwell and reflect a lot about how life has changed over the past year living in a global pandemic. Um, and a lot has definitely changed. There's no doubt about that. I, I think that we're still living day to day in many ways, navigating what tomorrow will even look like, what color zone we'll be in, what social distancing rule may have changed. For someone who likes to know what tomorrow holds, COVID has reminded me and continues to show me in very real ways who is actually holding tomorrow because it is not me. Um, and this can be petrifying, but it can also be so comforting and actually so freeing. So I mentioned that Angela and I have three beautiful boys. I am a proud mama, but motherhood didn't come easily to us. We've had multiple miscarriages through the years, three high risk and arduous pregnancies, <laughs> accompanied by kidney stones, preterm deliveries. Uh, I am that person who looks at the glowing pregnant woman and just shakes her head wondering, wow, what does that feel like? Andrew and I had prayed over and over again about the possibility of having another baby last year, despite COVID, and we gave that over to God. I say this because of all the battles I faced in my walk with the Lord, I would say that pregnancy has been the ultimate white flag of surrender in my faith. From the moment of conception to delivery, um, I live in fear. So I had started another round of fertility medication in hopes of having another little babe, and I was truly shocked and actually even disbelieving when I found out that I was pregnant so quickly this time. It all seemed so perfect, the timing, like for once this might actually just work out exactly as I had planned. I was confident that God had orchestrated everything in perfect timing because 
I recently had surgery on both of my kidneys, so this might just be a pregnancy without kidney stones for the first time ever. So back to that moment where we find out that we're pregnant, um, I am beyond excited. But within seconds, I am also so, so afraid. It's incredible how quickly the feeling of insurmountable joy can be replaced with intense fear. And that just, that happens when we lose our focus on who is in control. It's crazy because I sit here dwelling on God's faithfulness in my life. He has shown himself to be faithful time and time again, yet I still allow for fear to move in. I had promised God that this time it was going to be different from day one of this pregnancy. I promised that I was going to be all in. I knew after the last three pregnancies how incredibly draining it was to live day to day, unsure of whether this baby would make it. It's not only physically and emotionally draining, but it's spiritual, spiritually draining as well because I am constantly at battle with God, questioning his authority over my life and the life of this little baby. So I found myself resting and revisiting in Psalm 139 over and over again as the days and the weeks passed. Oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me. How comforting. He knows me. He knows I'm fearful and that I'm struggling to let him take the lead to have control of this little life inside of me. He knows all of this. He knows COVID has made my medical appointments a little more challenging and my access to my team of doctors a little more difficult. He knows it all. And while I'm very well aware that he knows me, there are still moments where I doubt and I don't fully believe it to the fullest. So weeks had passed. I was brainstorming ways to announce our pregnancy over Christmas to my family and close friends. I know firsthand that having a powerful team of prayer warriors in my life has helped to carry me through some really difficult journeys. COVID was gonna make our Christmas look a little different, of course, and we were still navigating how that might affect things, but regardless of that uncertainty, I was focusing on the excitement of sharing this new blessing. And then I woke up one morning and I knew something wasn't quite right. I knew because I've been there before. I knew the symptoms and the feelings and the whole package because this was not foreign territory for me. And in seconds, everything I knew about who holds tomorrow instantly changed. And I fell to my knees and I just cried. And then I cried out to God and I begged him. But it was, it was different this time because while I was begging him to please let this baby be okay, it's as if I was already very well aware that something bigger was happening here. Yeah, I think I, think I walked around in a state of numbness for, for a few days, unsure of where to go from this point. My next ultrasound was inconclusive, so the tech asked me to come back in a week so that they can be certain either way. No thanks. I knew. My blood work was still pending, so after I was finally able to get an appointment a week after all of this, I knew. So as much as my doctor wanted confirmation of everything from a medical standpoint, um, I had already started my grieving process and I was shifting my focus to now questioning and challenging God's bigger plan and all of this. Really though, I just wanted to hide. But Psalm 139 also says, where shall I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand will hold me. 
So the same passage that tells me that he knows everything that I'm feeling and going through also tells me that he will not leave me there alone. But man, oh man, COVID totally wants to leave us alone and have us be kept alone. So another week passes and um, I'm still battling things out with God, seeking his peace and comfort for sure. But it's also a battle because as much as I know that he's with me, I'm not feeling it right now. So getting ready for bed one night in December, I start having a lot of pain, um, pain that's growing really quickly, pain that's becoming uncontrollable with any of the medication that I have, pain that's telling me loud and clear that something isn't quite right here. But then in the back of my head, I'm well aware that if I go to the hospital, COVID won't allow Andrew or even my mom to come with me. And the fear of also then contracting COVID is looming in the background. not to mention my incredible hate of hospitals, and that's before this COVID world even began. But Andrew gets on the phone with a good friend of ours who's a nurse in the ER, and within minutes, they're both pretty insistent that the hospital trip needs to take place. So we went quickly. Was I afraid? Yes. And the pain was becoming harder and harder to bear. I knew it was the best decision, but it still wasn't the decision that I was wanting to make. I just wanted to stay at home and kind of wait things out even longer. So we arrive at Emerge and I'm in triage and the nurse suggests that I go home, come back in the morning, um, cause it's after midnight, ultrasound is closed. They likely won't see me till tomorrow. They could give me something for the pain, but by the sounds of things, this is just after effects of the miscarriage that you had a week earlier. So every part of me just wants to take that and run back out to Andrew in the parking lot and just go home to my own bed. I'll just deal with this tomorrow. But I felt like God was leading me to stay. So I quite boldly tell the nurse, I need to stay. Something is not right. So she ends up agreeing to have me see the doctor, assuming that he'll also just dismiss me with some pain medication. But again, God's plan is different. (laughs) I'll never forget the moment when the doctor came into my room with a bedside ultrasound machine and he brought the ultrasound wand to my side and he looked at the screen and his jaw just dropped and he literally ran out of my room so he goes to the nurse's station and I'm realizing something is not right here had I left and actually gone home I may not be here today Because it turns out that I had already accumulated a liter and a half of internal bleeding. And it was very clear now that the something that wasn't quite right had grown into a very serious something. My fallopian tube had ruptured. We were dealing with an ectopic pregnancy that had now become life-threatening. Things got chaotic really fast. Um, All I'm being told is that I'm going for emergency surgery. We need to open the OR. You might be losing, losing even more than just a baby at this point. We need to, you know, operate ASAP. And then I'm thinking about Psalm 139 again. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. Okay, so God, whenever you're ready to take me out of this darkness, (laughs) that'd be great. I very vividly remember being rushed into that OR room with nothing but turmoil and chaos around me, it seemed. I was still completely clueless as to what was even about to happen. Were they taking out my whole uterus? Was I losing ovaries? Could anything be saved or salvaged at this point? And yet I just knew that I was not alone. In all honesty, at that point, I I didn't cry out to God. Um, I didn't pray for a miracle for this baby to be miraculously saved or brought back to life because God had already prepared me for this moment. 
and God knew how he was going to move, and I physically felt his presence. Right there next to me, I physically felt his presence, and I've never felt more peace in all of my life. So I'm still in a lot of physical pain. I don't know where my husband is. Uh, I don't even know if he knows what's going on. I've lost my baby. I'm undergoing life-threatening surgery, and yet I have never felt more peace in my life. And I think that that is the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. So I look down at this nice big scar across my abdomen every day. I hate it, it's ugly. (laughs) And I don't have a C-section story or a baby to show for it. I actually lost a fallopian tube in the process. But when I look beyond the ugly appearance of this scar, I'm reminded that I am actually fearfully and wonderfully made. And Psalm 139 also says that I need to praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I actually can't wait to see God face to face one day because when he shows me how how he orchestrated something bigger, something incredible out of this chaos, I'm confident that it will just blow my mind. God is so much bigger than me. He is so much bigger than COVID. He continues to move when we are so focused on our own lives and our own struggles and our own issues. And he knows us. He knows what I'm afraid of. He knows what tomorrow holds. So while COVID has the power to make us feel alone, socially distanced, quarantined, isolated, I have actually um, never felt less lonely in, in all of my life. Because once you experience, I think, the physical presence of God, that's life-changing. Um, and even in the middle of the chaos, the loss, the heart-wrenching tragedy, he continues to move. And the timing of his plan is always perfect.